Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, then. And good night. Good night. Good night. It's, I got to go to sleep. And do you know what this is? What do you got there? Gefilte fish. Oh, gefilte fish. That's right. You're doing it. It's not even Passover, baby. Where did you get the gefilte fish? I bought some for Passover, and I I eat it till it's gone. Right, right, right. Is it like tuna? No. It's it's, tuna. It's very hard to describe what gefilte fish is. Is it like salmon? No. No. It feels... I can only describe it. Uh-huh. I can only describe it as it feels very poor. It feels like poor people food, like like our people well, were having this. The only time I've ever had gefilte fish was in the ghettos of Rome, the Jewish ghettos. Are you being serious or no? It was really good. You actually had it. Yeah. Was it cold? They, they, it's, I don't remember. Like it was like Jewish food, but with an Italian twist. <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, so we have a lot to do today. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just finishing my dinner. So Wait, actually, um, do you, do you have some plugs? Bef- while I finish my dinner, do you have some plugs? <laughs> uh, no, not really. No? I'm out of plugs. Wow. I'm out of plugs because, of, well, this Thursday, Here we go. May 5th, I'll be back in L.A. I, I just came from L.A. And I go back to L.A. on Thursday, May 5th to do my final Netflix is a joke show with Michelle Wolf. So, yeah. How was the last trip to L.A.? Besides the the videos you took of the videos you took of girls at the pool. Besides that. (laughs) Um. It was a great trip, man. Uh, I, I don't was have it, a though? lot of pictures or videos because, you know, Dave Chappelle's real iffy with the pics and vids. But I uh, had a good old time, man. Had a good old time. You were out there for a show. It was a Chappelle trip. It was Chappelle, uh, Mo Ammer. You know, there's a Netflix festival going on. It's like a two-week-long festival. Mm. Netflix is a joke comedy festival. And uh, everybody's out there. Everybody. Everybody. And what was the whole day? I went out there. I was doing a, a show in Mo Ammer. Those shows were great. Um, Yo, Mo Ammer this, looks real rich. He does look rich. Right? Doesn't he look like he, he... He looks like the definition of he glowed up. He looks glowed up. He's glowed up. That's a, yeah, it's very good. That's a very good description, glowed up. Right? I mean, he's got... This year alone, he dropped a special... He's got a, a series coming out on Netflix in August and a movie with The Rock. Like, he's on fire. Yeah, there's no he's denying. That's a, that's a, like, he's been oh, successful. And, Rami. But... and he's on that show, Rami. That's oh, and he's on Rami, which was yeah. sort of like the slow burn for his set off the last couple of years. Correct. Correct. Nah, he glued up. He glued up. Glued? I think he glued up. Glow, gl- gl- uh, glow-ed. He glow-ed up. Now, speaking of people saying things wrong, I was very excited to tell you this. And I, so far, no one's found this as funny as I did, but uh-huh. I think you would appreciate it. I didn't turn my light on today. But you know what? You're dark. I'll stay dark with you. Um, I mean, your light, by the way, is dark in your room. Oh, is that what you meant? So uh, we went to uh, you meant? <laughs> Natalie and I grabbed a little dinner last night. All right, fine. I'm mm-hmm. not. It looks, looks too bad. Natalie and I grabbed a little dinner last night at... Uh, a restaurant on the Upper West Side, an Italian spot. It was really good. I, uh-huh. enjoy, I enjoyed it. 
and I just observed that there was a, a, a girl sitting across from us. After this yeah. happened, after oh, this sorry. happened, I was trying to ask Natalie how old she thought she was. Because I was like, she must be young. Obviously, she's young. Right. And this is incredibly snobby, but it doesn't change how funny it is. We, I just hear her go, um, I think I'm going to get the Ganochi. Oh, God. And her friend's like, oh, what's, what's Ganochi? She's like, you know, Ganochi. It's like the small balls of potato. <laughs> so, so I was just so, I was delighted because I'm like, well, you know what it is. So that means you ordered it. And a waiter right. didn't, he just let you do that and didn't say, oh, How hot was she? Oh, of course, the gnocchi. Yes, we'll give you the gnocchi. And then she goes, oh, I'm, I, oh gnocchi. I said gnocchi. She, but she's now, she's still walking around saying gnocchi. How hot was she? Um, I, this is in 2022. It's very hard to answer that question in a, in a very okay. big, like any direction. No, if she had been really hot, it would be easy for me to go. Oh my God, she was hot. I'm not saying that. Okay. 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 I'm not she, saying that. Yeah. She I'm was fine. Like, she was totally fine. No, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole long bit about it, but you know, uh, uh, um, people let good looking people slide with a lot of bullshit. Ganochi's unacceptable though, Saif. My thing is like, anytime I see a word where they throw two like two hard consonants together, correct? You gotta I go, okay. This is a different language. This is a di- we don't do that in America. We wouldn't jam two consonants in the beginning like this. Wait, wait, wait. And by the way, oh, oh, you mean the GN? Yeah. Oh, of course. So I look at that. And I go, oh, this is a different language. I don't know how to say this. Well, and also, what kind of restaurant am I at? Correct. An Italian restaurant. So correct. Yeah. So it's we already. By the way, all the other dishes, and, and you know, listen. When Natalie ordered something, I'm sure she butchered it. She was like a, the the fungi, f u n g h i, fungi. We don't know what it is, but by the way, but but the sound of when you say it, you know, you kind of say it like a question when you don't know. Yeah. And you ask it. And you hope the waiter will then say it back to you to make you smarter. I I asked the waiter, how do you say this? How do you say this? This one right here. How do you say this? Because I know fungi is a mushroom. Right. It's definitely a mushroom. It, it was a mushroom. But I don't know how to pronounce the word mushroom in Italian. Yeah, I have years of context clues and eating a lot of <laughs> Italian food. You can't say Italian. I don't know why you can't say Italian. I'm, because I think it's racist. I think, that's, I think it was done as a slur. I think my that was. You what do you say? My grandmother used to say that. Was I, it a slur? If you're, I, I I have really bad news for you about your grandmother. Yeah, a raving racist monster. Was it was it a slur if you say it incorrectly? It's it's when you say Arab, I believe it's uh-huh. offensive, and when you say Italian, I believe it's an attempted offensive. But if but uh, that's what I believe. If you're if you're an American in the 1900s, early 1900s. And they write the word Italian, and you don't know how to pronounce it in a more of a Latin-loving language. You would say Italian. And then, but now if you go, these fucking Italians, that's different. I think, though, if you speak English completely correctly and you randomly just say, I was having Italian food. You're either trying to be offensive or you're an absolute douchebag. Like, why would someone who speaks English say Italian? 
You just okay, said it because so you're copycatting so your. Arab is wrong? Definitely. What? How do you say it correctly? Arab. Okay, now that's also not how Arabs say it. They say Arab. Arab, right. But Arab is closer to Arab. Arab so, so, is nowhere. So racist is if you sound closest? No, it's about what the intention was when people say it. It's, it's, I believe when people started saying, yo, yo, he's an Arab, they were trying to say something nasty. I don't know if that's true because they might have just been the, the, the intent and focal point of the way they were intensifying the saying it out loud to somebody. Yes. But if that's the way it's spelled. Well, listen, there's only, there's only one way for us to settle this. You must go to Bensonhurst and shout out. Let's get. No, let's get a linguistic expert on here. Well, but no, no, we don't need a linguistic expert. All we need to do is get a survey of Italians and Arabs and say, does the following pronunciation offend you? And, and then we where come from. Oh, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know if it matters. I'm saying if the origin was not. I don't think the origin matters, though. What if the origin at this point of the N word wasn't negative? Because what about the what about the word retarded? That what if I use the word retarded? In the actual definition way, is it wrong? Um, no. Because now people get so so. That's what I'm saying. So like, if if my if my grandmother was not racist and her new neighbor was from Italy and she was like, oh, are you Italian? Yeah, and that's what it looked right. And I would say, hey, abuela, or is it your Irish side? That's the Irish grandmother. I would say, listen, you fucking Irish lady. I would say, hey, you shouldn't say Italian. And she would go, I don't mean anything by it. And I go, oh, I know. But I still but, think uh, it sounds but, weird. But but is the is the proper way to say the word that 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 written word mm-hmm. in English Italian? Because no. Italian is is the, the Italian way to say it. That's I, this is this requires too much thought. See, this is the problem with your people. And when I say your people, you know what I mean? Comedians. Like what, when you say Los Angeles, you're saying it not the Spanish way. Right. Or Las Vegas. Or when you say San Bernardino, you're not saying it the Spanish way. You're saying you're reading the words as an American would read English. So is that disrespectful? If you, if re- this is very simple. If you know, if there's a, a pronunciation that a group is comfortable with and everyone is accepted as common vernacular and you continue to do it in some other way, regardless of reason, I could argue that alone is just disrespect. How could someone back then know that today would be uncomfortable? What do you mean back then? Like my grandmother. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I tell you. Oh, mate, well, but, but let's be honest. I have a, with all due, I'm going to ask a question with all due respect. And I mean all due respect to your grandmother. Was your grandmother was your grandmother an educated lady? Honestly. I wouldn't say educated, <laughs> highly educated, no. So that so it, yes, it wasn't her fault? No. She is she might not even known. But all I know is when I watch like do the right thing, and I think uh-huh. bugging out says Italian. Right. I believe he is trying to be offensive to a group that he believes is racist towards him. That's how I always took it when I watched Do the Right Thing. And when I hear people say Arab, I always think that sounds loose. That doesn't sound like what they what people would want. And then there's a hit song with that word in the title that we used to play yeah, on see, our morning that's show. Why, 
But that's why, but this is where I don't agree with all these politically correctness terms. It's because sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's not. That makes no sense. Is it a rule or is it not a rule? Because like I said, like I I say, or a lot of people say a lot of Spanish words incorrectly because you're reading it with an English vernacular. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. So like, I I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to fight you on this. No, you are. You're... I'm sure there was people, like, like WAP became offensive, but WAP just means without papers, right? But it be, doesn't so matter. Like, but it doesn't matter what it was. It only really matters what it is. No, no way. I no believe way. it only matters what it no is. Way. No way. It can't just matter what it is. It really? has to matter where it came from. But hold on. But if you were to now say that to someone, and then they go. Excuse me? And you go, excuse me, it only means without papers. What does that do for you? You still offended them. By the way, without papers is offensive. Let's just start there. Having a term for people who don't have their papers is already discrimination. You are already trying to sum them when you say it in the first place. You don't, you don't, think, you don't think maybe there was some kind of... Uh, 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 line at Ellis Island and it was with papers and without papers like there was people coming from countries where they were issued some kind of paperwork and then there was a line where they no had no paperwork and no at some point perhaps whip whip this is the whip line and this is the WAP line so it was now, still that was still a separation and a, a, that was still even if it wasn't admin, intended to admin an admin separation but even if it wasn't intended to be offensive i'm sure that would still be an unpleasant experience for someone when they're the ones without papers yes getting made fun of because no, of your language or even your even just knowing that the uh, presumably the person with papers is in a better situation than the person without so to be labeled as a person without is inherently a bad thing because you want to be with papers no, no way. Listen, I mean, oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought this Sorry, up because you know I've, I've been, I, I, this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. I am so annoyed with comedians and, and the complaint. And I know you, you're not bad, like in my opinion, as far as what annoys me, I don't consider you to be like the extreme of it. But bro, this, I, I listened to a Mark Maron podcast about the history of comedians saying they're not allowed to make jokes. Bro, do you know it literally goes back to blackface? There were comedians going, hey, soon we're not even going to be allowed to do blackface anymore. That was a real thing that happened. And, I, and, I, and I'm resentful of it because while I understand there are challenges created by it, when you're a comedian, especially if you're a successful one, and a lot of the ones who complain are really successful, you're doing shows for people who love you, who come to a club, and now in most cases, you can even take their phone. Bro, I do eight hours of live radio a day and 50% of the audience hates me. They're waiting for the moment to end my life. And I can manage, knock on wood in a big way, I can manage to survive and still be funny and do my job. How is it that comedians who have their own audience and they can take their phone have to cry every time the world requires a little bit more sensitivity? And by the way, I'm gonna send you a link to the podcast if you're bored on a flight. It's an incredible history to hear. First of all, I I I agree with you in some parts, but also because you've been on both parts of it, you you do you do know both parts well. I, and I I and I I am definitely on the fence on on either side. I I see both sides. 
and I understand your point, but I, I wasn't even trying to be a comedian in this aspect. I was being more of a... No, no, you're, a, I, you've like always curious, made these arguments. Yes, you've always made curious, these arguments. Like a language, I love language, I love slang, I love dialect. It's just something that I'm interested in. And, you know, people take away words... I guess words change and they become offensive, but they they still have to be used in other aspects. I don't know. All I know is, hey, listen. We're here for all I know is this, and this isn't the words of Cipher Sounds. This is the words of Rosenberg. Not that anyone cares. Joe Rogan, for example, complaining ever about cancellation when a compilation of you saying the N word came out and you're still all good. I don't want to hear about how bad cancel culture is. They had a full oh, N-word no. compilation. No, it doesn't matter. And you survived. You, you if you're that big, you can't be, there's no you cancel. You can't be canceled when you're on fire. No, you can't. That's the thing. Exactly. If you're not scorching, you can be yeah. canceled. Yeah. You or, like, I, you or I could be canceled like this. Wayne, like how, how homophobic the hip hop, you know, in general, and I don't think it's not as bad as. I, I know a lot of very progressive people in hip hop, but I'm saying overall, there's a homophobic vibe in the hip hop community. And when Lil Wayne used to kiss baby in the mouth, everyone let it slide because he was scorching hot. It's 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 a fact. Scorch. <laughs> he was so on fire. They were like, I mean, that's what, that's what they do. That's what I mean, do. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, listen, that's how they get down. What? <laughs> And by the way, you and I, of course, were. At the, I remember the time we don't give a fuck either way. Okay, but, either way. but the fact that you could be, you'd have raging homophobes who yeah. would say horrible things, and they'd see an actual picture of two dudes kissing, but like, but that's like a father son relationship. Yeah, what? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People make up the rules for who they want to make it up. It. I love it. Um. So anyway, so yeah. So I was in Vegas. I'm sorry, Los Angeles, and um. Dave Chappelle and Buster Rhymes are doing this thing called Dave and Buster. Yeah, I saw it. Buster posted about it like nineteen times. Bro, it, come on, man, come on. What 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 is it? Does come it on. what is it? Dave performs. It's not, it's not even. It's not even. This is the fucking beauty of it. They don't know what it is. It's not fully formulated yet. They're like, we should do this thing, where we have extreme amount of fun on stage together, called Dave and Buster. And like, first of all, shout to Spliff Star. Um, Apparently he just beat prostate cancer, mm. and they, and they're talking about it on stage, and he's telling everyone to go get checked. Wow, it's hilarious! Shout out Spliff Star and good because for him apparently for doing he had no symptoms, nothing was wrong. He was just went for an annual checkup, and they found something. Oof. So like, you know what I mean? Like, how many people don't go for an annual checkup? Uh, By the way, I'm I'm about to get a colonoscopy. I got to find out a way to get um a, like a, I got to find a way to get it covered. Because technically, I don't think it could be covered till I'm like 45. But I yeah. want to get, I want to get one. I need to get yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had I'm one yet? One no, I'm getting one. I mean, I got an exam, but I didn't get the. You think we can get? You think we get a two for one colonoscopy special if we go in together? Yeah, Wanep. There's got to be a Wanep doctor fan out there somewhere. And we can be like, we can give you a promo code on the podcast to get your <laughs> colon checked. Um. So yeah, so that's great news. Shout out to Split Star. Um. But, bro, I missed the first show where they did it, but I was at last night's show. And it's like Buster, like, how do I explain it? Like, we're getting to see Buster in a way we never get to see him, where he's like kind of just, 
you know how rappers nowadays or like before the pandemic will just be at one oak and they'll just start doing like three, four, five songs. Mm-hmm. Of course. They're like newer. They're like newer. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So like they're like trying to get their shit out there or whatever. They're like, so Buster never really does that because he's Buster. He wants to be in the stadium. Right. So Dave somehow convinced him to like, oh no, let's do this thing where we like do it at clubs or shows or whatever. And he went, he did last night, he did like maybe five, six songs. But every night he's doing different songs that he one night they told me the night I wasn't there, like he did all Dilla shit. Mm. Shit that he never performs. Mm. So who doesn't want to see that? Like, Buster's incredible, man. Buster is an incredible artist. He really is. He has an incredible library of uh... Bro, and then and to know bro, one night I was with him, uh, and he and he was just rapping one of his album cuts to Dilla songs. And I'm like, do you perform this a lot? He goes, I've never performed this in my life. And he's just rapping it to me. Like, he knows it all by heart. Like, he's incredible. Um, and his showmanship, bro. Oh, my God. I know. Whatever. No, listen. And, but by the way, he did a nice job at, um, uh, he spoke at Case Slay's memorial last week. He did? He did. He did a nice okay, job. Okay, so what happened there? Well, let's come back to Case Slay's memorial because we're going to have Papoose okay, on in a little Ooh. bit. Yeah, I'm going to send them the link. Let's We'll see if he shows up. I'll send it in a few minutes. But there are two other things that came up that I just thought, I know like, you know, the topic of people shitting on me is, is of mixed interest, I'm sure, to everyone. But these two in particular, I, I thought you'd find especially funny. And they both happened in the last week. Okay? I'll go in I'm, order. I'm, I'm game. Here's the first one. Um, we'll we'll go in order. This is from Million Dollars Worth of Game. Oh, the, the, the Gillian and... um, Yeah, you uh, know, the only hip-hop podcast Wallow. that matters. Yes, exactly. Gillian Wallow. Exactly. So here, here Attack Stone was a guest. Attack Stone. From jail. Yeah, he called in. Here we go. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, you know, I still got... You know, them dudes is like... Them dudes is real sensitive towards me. I don't know why, because I joke on them a lot. But I ain't got no beef with them niggas. But he was mad at me because Charlemagne helped me. And I'm like, bro... I'm looking at the beef, like, Hot 97 and 105 got beef. Like, I thought that shit was like a joke. I didn't know, like, niggas was, like, serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I found out the shit was serious is when the dude, the dude who beat Charlemagne up, the nigga Flex actually paid that nigga to do that shit. That's when I said, oh, these niggas really got radio beef? I got to stay the fuck away from these niggas because I'm really in the streets and I be having beef and I don't want beef. <laughs> So this is when the dude stop coming at me, oh, tax, you a bitch and all kinds of shit. And I'm just taking it, just laughing because I'm thinking it's a joke. So like, as it goes on, the nigga Ebro ends up writing MTV, showing him my tweets, got me suspended for a week, all kinds of weird shit. And I was like, damn, I ain't even know this shit was serious like that. So, you know, it is what it is. I ain't got no beef with none of them, no. I, re- I respect dudes, you know what I mean? Even if they don't respect me, I respect them because one thing I respect about them is they know they're not going to do nothing to me. So you heard the Ebro part there, Saif. Um, yeah. There's a part with me, I can't find it. it it's, too, it's too long. But uh, there's a part in there where he says to me, and he's now said this in multiple interviews, that he said he saw Nori, and Nori told him, that I was trying to put a hit out on Taxstone. And that's why I wanted you to hear it. I wanted you to hear in his voice that he says it sincerely. He's like, yo, but like Rosenberg plays the nice guy on the radio, but like, yo, he was trying to get a hit. He was trying to get the Good Belt gang to come see me. 
literally what? literally i didn't remember the name good belt gang until that what are you talking about bro listen this is so crazy and he's now said it in multiple places i don't even have beef with tax anymore like i'm not even mad dude is locked up i want him to hold his head figure out what his situation is and god willing live a productive life but he's leaving there's two things about the story number one he doesn't remember from the Ebro story that, yo, he publicly outed who Ebro's baby moms was and said horrible things about her and did the same thing with my ex-wife. He leaves that part out of the story and says the reason Ebro got him in trouble at MTV was because he was jealous of Charlemagne. He leaves out the attacking people's family part. Right. It's like, bro, right. you can't leave that part out of the story. And as far as me, did I reach out to Nori and say, do you know who Tack Stone is? Yes. I, I That sounds familiar. That's, why, why Nori? Because I think at that time, Nori and I were tight. Like, we, it was a time we were talking a lot. And yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> if you were me, you know, I have I only have a selection of certain people to ask about street shit. Nori was right, on my okay. list. Okay, and it. so I was like, and Nori didn't know him at the time. So then when Nori met him, I guess he was like, yo, Rosenberg just asked about you. I don't believe that Nori would have ever told him I was trying to put a hit out on him. No. So he made up that story. When he found out that I asked about him, because I was I was worried, bro. Like, you know me. I don't I don't want actual shit problems. So when when he was when he was <laughs> When he posted a picture of my ex-wife and was writing all kinds of dick in the mouth and gang bang nasty shit, I'm like, I'm asking everyone around me, is this dude like a real problem? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then we ended up talking and he apologized. Combat Jack connected us and co Combat, I think, basically, God rest his soul, told him like, bro, you went too far. And he hit me and was like, yo, I'm still not good with Ebro, but you and I are good, man. I'm I'm sorry about that. Yo, man, that, yo, you know, dick in your wife's mouth, man. I might have went a little too far, man. You think? Man, bad, man. You posted a picture talking about dick in the mouth. Nah, man, it wasn't like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was 1,000% like that. Mm -hmm. Huh? Nah, but that's different, though. And okay. I did not try to get a hit put out on you. Why would I do that? I don't even know how to do that. He actually made it sound like, yo, in the interview, he's like, you know, Rosenberg plays Mr. Nice Guy on the radio. But I was like, bro, my street cred really appreciates you saying this. But come on, dude. You think anyone? Are like you? Are you really like, have you been playing me all these years and you're a bit really like a fucking like string puller mastermind behind the scenes of it? Are you are you real like people always joke around like you're you're, you're you and Paul Rosenberg like are you really connected? Well, listen, they are starting to call me the hitman in these streets, Peter the Hitman Rosenberg. You know what I'm saying? They started to call you what? Ebro started calling me. He Ebro started to go in the old man, the hitman. <laughs> He's calling me the hitman. It's the craziest. But by the way, but then a fucking I responded to it like a dumb shit. And then a, a somewhat credible broadcast, like sports broadcast website, wrote an article like Peter Rosenberg denies that he tried to hire a hitman. I'm like, why are you writing an article about this? Wait, wait, hold on. Yes, also I denied it. Yes, I'm denying <laughs> that. But please don't even talk about this. What?
So, okay. You trying to hire a hitman? I'm sorry. I'm, it's, you know what, Sife, by the way? I meant to tell you about it. Where would you go for that? Well, apparently Nori. Excuse oh, me. wait, hold on. You told Nori you were hiring a hitman, or you trying to get Nori to be the hitman? I think I think he said I was going to Nori to get the Good Belt gang, which I think was that was Nori's people back in the day, right? Yes. He was trying to I was trying to get someone from Nori's crew. Wow. So that was last week. And then today I wake up and I see this link. <laughs> and I love my personal favorite is not just like like Tack Stone is a talented guy who actually I, I would I would say that without Tack Stone, million dollars worth of game success does and not I, exist. I wanna I, and I and I mean no disrespect. Okay. I don't know who Tack Stone is. He he like, had a podcast that got really okay. big, Tax Season. Okay. And and I would say I would say it that has something to do with Troy Ave, right? Well, that's why he went to jail. That's why he's that's why he's awaiting trials. That is the, the, the Troy Ave situation. Sh- yes, situation. The shooting. Yes, that situation. Before Troy Ave, he well, he talks shit a lot of people. Yeah, but but his pot. Yes, including obviously as you can tell me, Ebro, etc. But he also did shit that got a lot of notoriety, and people th- found the point of view to be really unique and interesting. Was he like a real street? Yes, dude that was doing that, the podcast. That, Bro, he okay. Okay, I want to say this in a way that's not a remote disc because it's not. I'll say it in a good way. Okay, here's the way to say it. That that's accurate. Gilly and Wallow are doing what he did in some ways in a more polished, mainstreamish way. Okay, he you was the code. street podcast. Okay, you, got it. And I really think he was hugely influential in that regard for sure. I'm okay. I would never deny that. He just has done. He just was like, I don't understand why he, why things got so crazy with me and Ebro. So, uh, so Nori and Joe Buttons are the hip hop podcasts. Exactly. And Tack Stone was the street podcast. Street and 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 podcast. I'd say Gilly and Wallow sort of bridge the gap. They sort of marry it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then I wake up today though, and I see this link going around. Not that anyone's watching. It's only been viewed by like eleven thousand people. But I just knew you'd want to hear it. So hold on. This is um, this is Lord Jamar on some uh, Rosenberg and, and Cypher Sounds and K Fox, and then they they kept here comes Lord Jamar. Then right. Ebro had to come from his position and come in there and be the co-host. First of all, get rid of Rosenberg. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. Why yeah. do we keep holding on to this motherfucker? That's what I'm saying. Right. Like seriously, right. like who is this guy? Where did yeah. he come from? Yeah. And why do we fucking keep acting like he's somebody yeah. that we need to fuck with? Definitely. Get rid of this guy. He's not funny. He's not appealing. Okay. I don't like his point of view. Get like, out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think and a lot of times when I listen to like how the best parts not, has has not come up yet though because oh wow because Lord Jamar saying that about me is one thing but you're going to be shocked at who catches a stray here. So it's like they point of view don't like they don't know what's hot in the streets they at all. Ebro don't like them. Laura Styles get the fuck out of here. <laughs> how did Laura catch that? <laughs> I said it to her this morning. I'm like, yo, congratulations. You caught a fucking stray from Lord Jamar. Is that a shrapnel? Yo, Laura Styles, tell her to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what was this what was, what was this all about? 
bro, it, it, it's literally, it's just like one of those YouTube clips. It's some dude, <laughs> some dude is doing, um, some dude named Rapmatic. I'll just give him, give him a plug. Bro, he, we got to get Lord Jamal. We got to get show, Jamal. Man. Bro. We got to get him. Yo, man. By the way, why Lord Jamar's hatred of me? Yo, man, it's really I've really started to believe when I think about the the fact that I I now know and accept that I'm hated by some people. Yeah. I don't have takes publicly that are that crazy. Like, I don't know what take could make you hate me that much unless it's also based in some other things that I think not everyone's honest about. Right. I'm just sorry. Like, if you if you you look funny. Lord Jamar, I play Brand Nubian. Like I, I'm one of the people who still holds the torch for people <laughs> like Brand Nubian, even as I know he's hated me no. for years. <laughs> Make sure you get that clip. Let's save that one. Oh no no. Um, I told because I, I, he disses Ebro in a second too. I told Juanito, I was like, you need to make a morning show drop with all yeah. of those lines about us. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what's funny is. I can understand people saying that about you in the first two, three years of your career. Bro, how many years you been in hot? 15. Bro, you're going on. I was there 17 from intern to morning show. You're about, you could pass me. <laughs> I could. I could. You could pass me. You've been there 15 years. And like, yes, when you first got there, who the fuck were you? Where did you come from? Why? I think you've, I think you've laid down. I think you, I think you've done a good job of establishing yourself and showing that you care about the music and the culture and and I think you've grown into a an uh, an incredible radio personality. Like when you first got there, no one knew you. Fine. Yes, I get it. You've done a fantastic job since, and if you learned on the job, great. I mean, even if you okay. So the the thing that I imagine rubbed a high percentage of people the wrong way was like the Chuck D thing, for example, right? Yeah. When I got into it with Chuck D. Yes. Even that now is almost 10 years old, right. and I publicly, unequivocally, in a way that no one in media does, unequivocally apologized and said yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. So it's like, meanwhile, you've got other people who do really nasty, mean things to people personally and yeah. never make amends for it, and they are accepted permanently, even when horrible things are alleged about them. All like, I have is takes like, that are obnoxious sometimes. Like, you like know, I say Doja Cat can rap better than Drake. Okay, I get it. You think that's a trolley comment. Is it worth hating me for? And it's like if Suge Knight gets out of jail and he's walking around Harlem, people will want to take pictures with him. I mean, exactly. People, people want to take pictures with him and get autographs and be like, yo, Suge Knight. Like, no, no, he was mean to a lot of people. <laughs> Bro, I've realized, though, the truth of the matter is, and this isn't because I'm so smart or anything like that. It's just I'm only appealing to a very narrow group of every group. Only certain kind of white people fuck with me because anyone uh, who's remotely racist hates me. Right. And only certain black people fuck with me. I'm in a very narrow lane in terms of people who actually don't no, fucking hate me. There's a lot me. of people who fuck with you that are just not vocal, bro. I know. I mean, they're there, too. They're just not vocal. They're well, not, listen. They don't care. Well, one guy, one guy who's covered both, he's covered both ends of the spectrum, depending on when you'd ask him, would be uh, our brother, Papoose. <laughs> what up, Pap? Peace. 
Papoos. Peace, peace, Saif. What's up, brother? Peter, Papoos. what up, Pap? How you doing, man? Um, not good, man. Maintaining though. Yeah. So how? So uh, it's 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 only been obviously a couple of weeks, man. Um, first of all, I, I sent you a text, but I want to say it on the podcast too. You were fantastic at the service. Like Saif, Pap's words were sincere, and and you, they were both heavy. And had lightness to them, you know, and and light. I thought you just did. You and Rem both did an incredible job. So I just wanted to salute you publicly for that. No, thank you, thank you, man. Um, that that couldn't have been easy, man. So I, I guess where does this, where does where does your relationship? You told the story that the relationship began from you waiting outside of Hot ninety seven. Is that literally the first time that you ever came into contact with K Slay? Um. I seen Slay before before then at a mixtape award, but I was I was just, you know what I mean, observing him doing his thing. So the answer to your question would be yes. That was the first time I actually, you know what I mean, met him and spoke to him and had interaction with him. Yeah. And how many times did you give him a CD before eventually calling him during his show to complain that he hadn't played right. your CD? Man. <laughs> it might it might have been like maybe like three times. You know what I'm saying? Like I probably came back like three different on three different occasions, man. And the third one, I was just like, "Damn, bro! Like, what's up?" Man? You know what I'm saying? Bro, that era, <laughs> that era of Hot 97, of the people waiting outside for K Slay and just listening to K Slay, is like not even able to be talked about, bro. It was such a a great where like I was fearful for my life to walk outside the station and also thought. How beautiful is this that dudes from the streets can get a shot to get their shit on the radio that night? I invented that though. So I, you invented it. I invented it. So they used to tell you me. You invented a, a, a subculture, bro. <laughs> no, I did. I did. And what made it worse was I wound up getting the, the, the big deal. Right. It, oh, God. And, and the story came out. And Slay so used to tell me, like, yo, you got these niggas thinking they could just come up here and, you know what I'm saying, right, right. get their music on the radio like that. It don't work. He used to always tell me that. Shit. So, in fact, your success probably made Slay's life, in many ways, more annoying. I <laughs> stop. Stressed out. Did. He used to tell me that all the time. He's like, you, man, you got these niggas thinking. <laughs> so, so after he started playing, um, after he started playing the records, first of all, did you have any of the big joints done? Um, no. I just, I, I only had the CD when I first met him with seven songs on it. And that's what I was selling off the trunk of my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was selling them shits. And, I, and eventually, I decided to go take it to Slay. But when we locked in, and he started, you know, signing me as his artist in Street Sweepers Entertainment, we started going in the studio and creating music. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I started getting them records done. And and did he and did he set up all the label meetings? Like, was it just him running um, this operation? Well, no. You know what I mean? It was us collectively, man. Slay mentality was... You know Slay, man. Y'all know. Y'all worked up there with him for years. He's going to come in there and do his show, and he's going to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? But with me, being a new artist, when Slay was playing me on Thursday night, it was cool. But I was confused as to why, yo, why the other DJs are not playing me? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I started going to try to build relationships with us. When I asked Slay, he was like, nah, we good. Don't worry, man. We, you know I mean, we're going to be good. And I'm like, nah, I don't just need you. I need the other guys. So I started making relationships with other DJs here and there, and um, that kind of expanded it more. 
and spread things out. So as we kept working consistently, think about it. I met Slay in 04. I didn't get a deal till like 07. Mm. We was I was staying hot just off of the mixtapes. Mm. And um eventually the bidding war started and labels started to recognize, but it was Slay who was, yo, we got a meeting over here. But me and him would go too deep. We would pull up together to each meeting. He would always take me with him and shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Sife was uh Sife was laughing last week. Um, two, a couple of things about Slay. He always had a bottle at the radio station, <laughs> right? Man, all, Slay always had a bottle of champagne. And if he was on the night before, we'd show up to the morning show and you'd see the leftovers of what had been the night yeah. before. Um, but then Sife was also laughing about. I remember the, the Del Frisco's. <laughs> ordering the Del Frisco's. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right next to um she, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every every night, Slay be in there. Yo, <laughs> Slay, we get the steaks to go. <laughs> <laughs> Slay was a classic. You know what's crazy? I did something at Shade the other night, and when I came out, I was like, "Yo, we got to go in Del Frisco's. We got to do it for Slay, man." Yeah. That and Charles, Mr. Charles. Charles, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, as the years went on, though. Like, and this was all stuff that I'm, I'm excited to share publicly because the memorial was small and it wasn't televised, but you told the story, uh, Remy actually correctly told the story of the, <laughs> of the way that the two of you met and it's completely like Scythe, it's the most hip hop shit ever. Like you guys met and have this family and it all comes through K-Slay. Yeah, that's great. That's what I said. I was like, yo. This guy gave me, you know what I mean, my career, you know what I mean, put me in the game and introduced me to my wife. What more can you do for a motherfucker? <laughs> Yo, that's everything, bro. What more can you do, bro? I owe him everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what money, more can you do for a person? Money, family. Like, that's <laughs> what life is about. Yo, he you gave know, me it all. How, how did it happen, though? Because so, so Remy, um, Remy was with Slay first. Remy was down with Slay first. Well, not even that. She, you know, the whole Terror Squad movement. Slay was also a part of that movement. You know what I'm saying? The so, Black Fat Joe. Yeah. So you know, Rem was like his little sister the whole, the whole time, and um, he was put, he was promoting her on the mixtapes, and she said she would always be number one. Then all of a sudden, she seen this guy Papoose number one on the mixtape, and she was number two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, "Oh, who the fuck is this nigga? This nigga whack." She didn't even hear me yet. But she was like, she was hating on me. She broke, she broke it down at the funeral. But how it happened was, um, me and Slay was rocking. You know what I'm saying? I was building. Matter of fact, I was in the Players Club on all these with the Golden Lady. And at this time, you know, I was just starting to make a little name for myself. So I'm walking through the club, and I see Remy, and she give me the eye. But me at the time, I'm like, nah, she ain't just give me the eye. Let me just go like a dumbass. I just keeep fucking walking, and I'm like. I, 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 it blew past me. I'm like, nah, she ain't paying me no mind. I ain't, I ain't nobody. You know what I mean? So <laughs> a couple weeks later, Slay hit me and he like, yo, uh, Rim want to do a song with you. And I'm like, word? He like, yeah, I think she like you. And I'm like, he like, that, yo. That's how you know someone likes you. You want to do a song. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the most hip hop shit in the history? Remy rapper way to do it. Yo, it's the, it could only be the Remy and Papu story. That's the only combination like this. So he like, yo, you know, I'm going to let you know, though, man, she, she kind of crazy. So, you know what I mean? That's my little sister. So if you're going to fuck with her, man, make sure you straight up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, no doubt. So, you know, I go get a haircut. I go get my best outfit. I get my jewelry clean, everything. I come to the studio, and she don't even show up. 
I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Playing hard <laughs> to get. <laughs> you know, show up, bro. I was there like, hey, Slay, what happened? He like, I don't know, man. So, um, th- but we always in the studio every week. So randomly, she pops up on another studio session. And we did a freestyle, you know what I'm saying? I, on Through my whole verse, I'm just flirting and shit. I'm just saying the most flirtatious punchlines I could think of, you know what I'm saying? And um, we just became real good friends after that, man. And she was kind of like schooling me on the industry. Because I thought everything was real here. Like, I thought all of the rappers that was talking the tough shit was tough. You know, everything. She was like, oh, no, he's pussy. He's, he don't do that. He don't do It's not uh-huh. like that. You know, if wow. you know, you got to do this. You got. She was like schooling me on the game and shit, and it just escalated from there. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Saif, do you realize that if if you were watching a movie, and they had the scene where the 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 girl rapper and the guy rapper they're both rapping, and the dude starts flirting with her on the record, you'd be like, "This isn't realistic. <laughs> this isn't how it, <laughs> this isn't what happened." <laughs> I sent it to you, man. You gotta listen to it. It's called oh, um, Bonnie God. and Clyde. It's a freestyle. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I'm about to look at right <laughs> oh, it. Oh, it is. So it funny, is. bro. It is. And 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 uh, did Slay stay a, a close part of your guys' lives? Yeah, all the time, man. Slay was like, it was. We was a team, man. Like if you pull up all of the old DVDs and shit, you see us having sneaker battles. All three of us coat battles and shit. Uh, a lot of sessions, a lot of performances together. We was always performing together and shit. Just oh, it was like a fan. We was a, a whole a big family. You know what I mean, she was Slay Lil's sister, and you know my girl. You know what I mean. But it was definitely a family, and, and, and Slay would always, you know, guide us and, and just school us in the right direction. You know what I'm saying. A lot of people don't know that about Slay. He knows as a drama king, but Slay keep a lot of bullshit down. He the voice of reason. He be squashing a lot of shit. I think that's yeah. an underrated thing people don't know because he 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 had so much fun with the feuds. They don't yeah. know that behind the scenes he was also a, a common link between people. The glue. He was the glue for so much shit, bro. Slay was the one who brought Fat Joe and 50 together when they finally squashed the beef. Think about it. They did the song that was premiered through Slay right. Joe and all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he squashed a lot of serious beefs in the game, bro. Yo, I, I've always wanted to ask you this, and it's not related to Slay. It's related to Rem. Do you, do you ever, like, look up now at the – how long she been home now? Rem been home now at this point longer than she was in, like eight years now. She, she been home. She keep been home since two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. So yeah, eight years. So I'm good. Sife. Yep, yep. I remember Sife. Remember we had Remy call in. She called in from jail like a little before she came out. Radio. Yeah, yeah. When she called the station, and I, I just are there ever moments, Pat, where you like look around at the life you guys now have, and like can't even fucking believe that you made it through that time. Like that shit must have been really challenging you must be psychic man because 100 percent, bro i do it all the time i get on her nerves with that shit like you stop her and just go babe do you believe that we're here you're not there yes i she don't want to hear it because i say it so much so i say it to myself sometimes i'm like <laughs> yo i can't i can't believe this shit like i look around and i'm like like honestly um that shit might have traumatized me more than it did her like that shit kind of bothered me because as a man you see a lady in a predicament where you can't do nothing to help her. Ain't nothing you could do. All I could do is come to the penitentiary and sit there and visit her. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I got to leave and she got to stay there. So, I, you know what I mean? As a man, that shit fucked, it fucked with you mentally. You know what I mean? It was times when she first blew trial. I went home, you know what I'm saying? And I was so mad. You know what I'm saying? I, did, I, 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 I Man. Did she ever say, like, 
to leave like leave her, don't wait for her or anything like that? Um at one I know point, you will I know you wouldn't listen, but did she ever at say at one it? point, like, yes. At one point, yeah, she did. She was just like, yo, fuck out of here. Like, just leave me alone. Like, go what, live what it life. was was no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like fuck out of here. What it was was um initially she didn't believe that I was gonna be there for. Her right, 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 of course. Most women for some reason, you know what I'm saying? Um I guess so so many guys leave, leave females for dead, shit on yeah, them, be loyal. Yeah. She didn't believe when I was when I told her I was gonna hold her down. So we got actually got into a conflict over that. And she was right. like, I know you're gonna leave me like everybody else did. Right. So what right. you waiting for? You know what I mean? But one year went by two, I was still there. I, I mean, saw it, bro. I watched you. I watched you all the time. It's it's yeah. it's 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 an unbelievable. It's really it's an unbelievable story. And look now, Saif, you can just look in the background. Even just in Pap's background on the on the Zoom, you could tell he's rich. You know, like <laughs> that's the life. You could yeah, just tell by the curtains yeah. that that they're rich. You know. Nah, we did good for ourselves. You man. did how, good. How old were you when you met Slay? Oh man, I don't remember. Rough, I, roughly 20, exactly. 21, 19? I was like, in my early twenties. Okay, so you, let's say you twenty two. You meet Slay Hot 97 in front, whatever, all the street shit, gangster shit. Never once did you go, I can't wait to pick out curtains in a nice plant. <laughs> <laughs> he never thought about that. Not for a second. <laughs> what kind of, he got that nice ceiling to the ceiling plant. Like, you nah, let me tell you that. something, man. Let me tell you something. We got indoor pool. Right. You know what I'm Arcade game, like you won't. If you come to my crib, you won't believe it, man. We blessed, right. man. God is the greatest, man. <laughs> but I can, I can see pool. Pool is in every rich rap video ever. <laughs> but, but not indoor, though. Not indoor, right. though. Not, <laughs> indoor. not indoor. Pool is part of the rich. I'm gonna get a yacht. I'm gonna get a private. <laughs> not a plant. When did you get this plant? Like, <laughs> well, you must, you must never heard of. You must have never heard of Remy Martha. You know what I mean? Oh, Remy she, Martha. You've never heard of Remy, Remy Martha. Martha. Stewart. <laughs> Yo, she, she cooks. Her cooking is amazing. She does party planning. So her decorating skills are on another level. Like when you see fly shit yeah. like this, yeah. it's all her, bro. I have nothing to do with it. I saw that's so amazing. Yo, it's 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 crazy. Now, question. Do you have to be like with the indoor pool and 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 young children? What do you do? It's like locked up. How do you make sure you like the little ones can't get to the pool? The first thing I did when I moved here, man, because of my daughter, which is a great question, I, we put alarms on it. So anytime you open the door to the pool, the alarm goes off. Ah, oh. uh, that's that's what you need. He's three years old, so we can't. Yeah, take you can't. Kids. You can't. Hold your kids. My daughter is three years old. My other kids, they they grown now. Oh, they from before Remy. Yeah, yeah, before my wife, and she has a son. You know what I mean? My son. Right, yeah, I mean her son. son. Yeah, so your daughter, you did your daughter together? Is three years old. Yeah, she's three years old. She's the only one, you know what I mean? So extra extra careful, man. And 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 you guys went through a lot of hardships with trying to have the child too. Like after you after everything that happened with Rem, then that was hard. I, I know Rem has talked about that some. How yeah. hard how hard was that experience for you? Uh watching her go through that and, and you too, because I'm sure you desperately wanted the child with her. Damn, you blacked out on us. Yeah, it was really difficult because um you know, I want actually I wanted to have a, a child while she was away. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, we planned on her beating the case, she blew trial and had to stay there seven and a half years. And I had to wait that whole seven and a half for us to have a child together, you know what I mean? And um 
you know, honestly, I wanted her to have it while she was there because in, in that, a lot of women who are incarcerated, they're able to have babies and they send the baby home with the father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she was like, hell no, I want to be nah. there. And yeah, I had she to, would want to be there for that. Yeah, I had to respect it. So I had to wait the seven. And then when she came home, she she finally got pregnant and she had a miscarriage. Mm. So in the process of ha having the miscarriage, the doctors informed us that, you know, she would never never be able to get pregnant the normal way that you know people do get pregnant. And uh, so we had to go through this process called in vitro. Yep. And you guys did IVF. And we did IVF, man. And by the grace of God, man, we got our beautiful three-year-old baby now. What a life, Pap. What a life. What a life. And and by the way, and that's the full circle part. And and literally, oh, I was with, um, without okay, K Slay, without K Slay, our whole conversation, there's no way of knowing where this whole thing goes. Yo, bro, let me tell you something, man. I wake up in the morning and I got to remind myself that this shit is not a nightmare and Slay is really gone. Like, I've been doing that ever since he passed away on Easter Sunday. He passed away Easter Sunday. I'll never forget it. And every day since then, I, when I wake up, I'm like, okay, K Slay is really gone, man. This this shit is not a nightmare. Like, this is my new reality. He died on the 18th? Died on Easter Sunday, yeah. Because my birthday is April 19th, and Guru from Gangstar died on my birthday. And it's always, every year, like, since the year he died, it's like, he was like one of the first rappers that was cool to me when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I, every time I, I'm happy my birthday's coming, but I got to think of Guru. And now I got to put Slay. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? When it happens on like right around something special. But Slay, man, we we, we we talked about him last week about on our episode, on our podcast. We can't believe how many Slay stories we had and like how we put it all together. Wow, man. Yo, I, I'm not even going to. That shit, girl, that shit, bro. I, I, that shit broke me, bro. Like, I, I'll never be the same, man. To be honest with you, man, like I just can't believe it. You got to understand, this is somebody I speak to and, and interact with every single day, bro. This yeah. is like my best friend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, a big brother who got me through shit. Like if I if I need advice, I call Slay. You know what I mean? I know I'm gonna get the clean, raw, uncut. You know what I'm saying? A a, a, a piece of advice that you can possibly get. Yeah, the most honest, whether I like it or whether I want to hear it right. or not. Slay's going to say the shit. You know what I mean? Bro, I was telling uh, Rosenberg last week the illest advice Slay ever gave me. And it was random, too. I, we, well, I don't even remember what we were talking about. By the way, it'll be funny. I wonder if Pap's heard this from him before. Because if, if you've heard it, Pap has to have heard it. Bro, he goes, he's, we were talking By about By the way, some... Slay one of the funniest dudes I ever met in my life. <laughs> Mad funny. Mad funny. <laughs> Bro, he goes, yo, he goes, yo, if you, I got something about a, he had a coat, a dope-ass coat. Mm -hmm. I said, bro, that coat is so fire. How much was it or some shit? And he goes, man, it don't matter how much it was. I'll just tell you this. If you can't buy two, don't buy one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's real. He's like, if you can't buy two of, the, uh, two of anything, don't buy the one. And that shit, I held that piece of advice. Wow, man. Forever. To this day, bro. Nah, that's how, he, yo, that's how he is, bro. That's how, that's how, that's it's how. It's so simple. It's hood, hood math, hood finance. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. What was uh? Can you tell us anything that like Slay was into that we might not know? Whether entertainment or like things you talk about, things that he was passionate about that maybe someone yeah, who didn't know we would be shocked by. Like, yeah, wouldn't know type of movies he watched or whatever it was. Oh man, yeah. Slay liked to watch. I mean, I think he watched the shit that everybody watched. Though he was big on power. 
He, well, he had power. to be. If Slay wasn't watching Power, 50 failed. That, he, that, was on, he was big on the Power shit. He would call me, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, you don't watch Power, Pat, man. You crazy, man. Yo, you gotta watch Power, bro. Like, did that deserve? Like, did he like to go fishing or um, what was like it? Honestly, honestly, the the the, um we we all know the graffiti shit. He still was real active in that shit. Really, do canvases like real dope. He still would do real dope ones and shit. Um, um, Slay, you know what? You know what Slay was working on that I'm real hurt, bro. I'm so fucking hurt, man, because we was on the phone and I was trying to say this at the funeral and I lost my train of thought because I was so upset. But it was so weird. Before he got sick, we was on the phone one day. And I think I know hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like I studied this shit from when I was a kid. But Slave's mm -hmm. knowledge of hip hop, the history, where it came from, where it started, the first DJ, the first female rapper, the five elements of hip hop. Oh, yo, right, shit, right, right. it's on another level. So we was talking the other day, um before he passed, before he got sick. And as he was talking, like during way, COVID times, yeah. But before he got, before he even caught right, it, before he got sick, yeah, yeah. And while we talking. I'm sitting there listening to him and I said, yo, Slay, yo, you got to write this shit down for me or let me record this shit because right, God forbid right. something ever happened to you, all of this knowledge is going to be gone. Mm. He I'm got like, inside yo. knowledge. Yeah, I'm like, yo, Slay, your knowledge and your hip hop history, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the level of, of shit that you know, I'm like, yo, I, I never spoke to nobody who know all of this shit because, it, right. you know, with the internet, some people will go out there and say something. Yo, such and such started this. And Slave be on the phone with me like, yo, that's not who started it. It was such and such, such. And he break the whole shit down. So right. long story short, right. I'm like, yo, you like a vote, bro. Like, this shit need to be. He like, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, my documentary is coming. Working on my documentary. Yo, this shit going to change the game. I'm, it's talking about my whole life, all of my experiences, since graffiti, who, the real history of who started hip-hop with. And I'm like, so I'm kind of, to answer your question, I'm kind of concerned because I'm like, yo, where the fuck is that documentary? Where's the progress? Did, did, he, did he shoot some of it? I'm speaking to his manager now, man, and we we trying to backtrack and see if we can find a way to get that to the people because I know I'm talking about for at least two years he been telling me, "Yo, Pat, my documentary is going to be it's going to change the game." Oh, that has to come. I mean, if he if he already shot interviews and stuff, I mean, God, we need that. Yeah, bro, I, I think people need that because when I tell you. His knowledge of the game is different, bro. Well, he was around every element predating, you know, when records were even being recorded and put out. Like, yeah. he's he's the entire run of hip-hop. He's yeah. he's literally, I you could argue he's the only person who's remained relevant for the entire I, I, run of hip-hop. Hip-hop, bro. Sife, who uh, else? Who else is still relevant from 1973? Wow. I was doing graffiti in the street as a kid. Got videos to prove it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, in the movies. Debatum, like, this nigga was part of the beginning. You know what I'm saying? What was instrumental in some of the biggest beefs between Nas and Jay-Z and, you know what I'm saying? The 50, like, it's just, it's his, his history is just crazy, man. Yeah, he was, um... He was one of a kind, bro. Yeah, well, man, hey, bro. Crazy. Pap, thanks for making some time. Too. I know it's been a tough time, uh, man, man, but we wanted your voice on here. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate y'all for even having me on your on your platform, man. Real talk, man. Oh, platform. Trust me. This is the, a very tiny platform. <laughs> Yo, Pap. <laughs> uh, Pap, I, 
You know, I, I be hitting you on Instagram, yo. Why you never write me back? Wow. I got to get your gram, bro, because I probably some kind of way got it twisted, man. But you know I fuck with y'all guys, man. You know what I mean? Yo, son. What were you going to say? <laughs> you okay? Spit it out, man. All right. My, my, to this day, man, one of my biggest regrets in life is saying I was going to go visit Ram, and I never did, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah, man. That shit, that shit bothers me to this day, bro. Mm -hmm. And I'll be trying to hit you every once in a while, and probably you don't follow me, so you don't see it. But but that shit, like me and her, were really tight. Mm -hmm. That shit bothers me, man. Is this is this you asking Pap to extend an olive branch to find out if she hates her guts? Yeah, can you find out if she hates me? (laughs) Nah, man. Let me tell you something, man. Rem Rem did all of that time. She came home. You know, people told her she wasn't gonna be nothing. She wasn't gonna be uh, making, be successful again. She, you know, we. She got a beautiful daughter. Uh, we live in a mansion, on two. Um, I'm sorry, three other properties. You know what I'm saying? And he lost yeah. track. That's so tough. proud of her, man. She came so far from being in that penitentiary. So trust me, Sife, man. If you was a part of her. You know what I mean? In the beginning, coming up. Uh, she fucking. Uh, from you, bro. Bro, we would be in clubs sometimes. And like she would have my back. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, fuck these niggas. We gonna go fuck them up. I'm like, <laughs> like real, like real, real, real shit. And I remember no, she told real. me she we was on a I don't we was on a a video shoot or something. We were on like a one of those buses, like a like a like a trailer where they like it's like the green room, but it's like a trailer outside. Mm-hmm. Right. We was on this fucking trailer. She had, I remember, she had on these hilarious slippers, mm-hmm. and that's what I remember. Like when you so real, you could wear whatever you want because you, yep. you know what I mean, you know, like like when you always tough, you're not real because <laughs> right. tough people don't have to always be tough. That's you know right. I mean? there you go. There that's you. why, like, I always tell people, like, gangsters love R and B because they don't gotta listen to all this rap shit trying to nope. hype themselves up. They chill. Yo, that's real shit. The so realest people on, you know is is humble, cool, like to have humble, fun. cool, Isley Brothers, <laughs> fucking, and um, she was telling me that she like, like met you and was kind of fucking with you a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was like, Papoose, <laughs> like, yeah, like he's man cool, because me and Pap was always cool. Even, no, me and Pap have had many arguments, <laughs> but always left. Cool, friendly. I saw his side. He saw my side. I play his record. Like, yo, you're not playing this. You're not supporting me. You're right. We play. You came to the mix. Remember, you used to come to the mixer meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm from New York. Y'all playing all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all not repping New York, blah, blah, blah. And then so, like, I feel like I saw it from, like, the inception. Mm-hmm. And then it was, it's, just a, it's just a beautiful situation, which is, like, in hip-hop, is, like, we think everything's so hard and I mean, still, it is hard. I would not want to run into either one of you in the, in the nighttime. <laughs> but if you had That's to really choose, cool, but man. if you had to choose, you'd choose Pap. If you oh, had to, absolutely. That'd be smart to move, man. If, you had to, if, like, let me put it this way. If I said something stupid on the radio, and like, which has happened before, and, and one of them was mad at me, I would want it to be Pap. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Pap, we've we've gotten through this before. We'll be honest. Yeah. Rem is a whole different level of killer. Didn't uh, I am me and Remy. We we've always bro, been was, Gucci. Like, oh, bro, real last thing, real quick. <laughs> uh, you know I tour a lot with Dave Chappelle. You know I'm on my comedy shit now. 
That's dope. Congrats. So thank you, bro. So the other day we was in Denver, and he plays this song of yours, the song with Lil Wayne. Oh wow! Yeah, he just, just kept playing it over and over. Oh. I'm like, so what I do with Dave is I DJ for him, and then I also do stand up. Mm -hmm. So I DJ, I tell jokes, and then I DJ again to bring him out on stage. When the smaller shows, when it's just me and him, mm -hmm. and I'll listen to whatever he's feeling lately, and then I'll bring him out to it. He don't even expect it, mm -hmm. so. He was playing that shit over and over, and I was like, uh, "I never knew, I never heard it." It's great. it's it's new. It's from the Bro. last. Pro it was for what two projects ago? One project ago? It was from I think November. Yeah, you got to be right. It had like it was like yeah, it has um all your not months right? Yeah, yeah. But that shit was fire bro yeah man good looking now I, yo that was the best thing i did when i dropped the album each month yeah they, bro like so many people try to talk me out of that shit but yo that was the best shit it's I'll, I'll tell you what it sounds like a terrible idea on paper i'm telling you it, but it, it it really worked well for you like it it really every time yeah. i'd look up I, i'd get a new email with like oh it's another yeah, month and here's a couple more yeah. joints and yeah, bro it was i think it was really smart let me tell you something i'm still streaming off of yeah. the, all of that i'm talking about like every monday it's, it's a streaming check there for me right 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 and it's, it, and it's not going to go away it's you've created uh with a hundred you just added a hundred songs to your streaming catalog yo bro let me tell you something when this year came because remember i did it each month then that was the current month yo bro i did so well when this year came, I said, yo, I'm about to do it again this year. My wife was like, if you do it, I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop rapping. Enough. Like, bro, Enough. Like, it was a lot of work, bro. It was a yeah, lot of, of work. Where's, where's the studio in your house? Downstairs? It's in my crib, yeah. It's in the pool. It's on the pool. <laughs> I wish. It's in the Bro, man, I'm gonna get your number from if Rosenberg, if that's cool. Yeah, man, absolutely, bro. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna set you guys up, and uh, Pap, uh, we're really sorry for your loss, man, and we appreciate you sharing yeah, with us. Man. Yo, I appreciate y'all tribute to my brother Slade, man, and um, just trying to get, just trying to get through with it and carry on his legacy the best way I can, bro. Uh, I have yeah. no doubt. We have yeah. no doubt that you will, bro. Thanks a lot. Appreciate y'all, bro. All right, peace, man. There right, he peace is. Later, Pap. Peace, y'all. Peace, the great Papoos. Yo, I, that is gonna be. A sneaky, beloved Juan Epp interview. You're saying it I'm now saying, on the interview? I'm no, like, meaning right now, the feeling that just happened when it ended is people going, wow, when I saw Papoose listed on the on the episode, I thought, cool. But I fucking enjoyed that guy. Like, he, yeah, he's, their story is so incredible. Bro, come on, man. This shit is a fucking, not even the, just the love story part. Even this, like, his whole career, like, he actually fucked himself Yep, by getting a million-dollar deal. He talks about it. Like, it was the worst thing he could have did. How is it getting a million dollars the worst thing you could do? By the way, let's, let's, by the way, let's hear this. That bitch. Pat, okay. You ask for it. See, I be on some other shit, like fucking dead mother shit. Disrespect your whole character. <laughs> Call you by your government. I don't know what these bitches think. You ugly and your pussies think your whole foot was. What did she just say? <laughs> Fuck your dead mother what? shit? Yo, and this is them hanging out for the first time. There's no way adding to niggas should call you frying pan Your face is like a frying pan And niggas throw they meat in you And you burn them like a frying pan I ain't lying, man See, y'all don't really want it I got these bitches scared to death They know the album coming
Yuxi Slate. This is why I told you I cannot do mixtapes. I'm afraid right now. I just be talking, talking reckless. This crazy. And I ain't got to force it. My shit come natural. You don't want me on that mix. Let's skip ahead to Papoose's flirting verse. Here we go. Here we go. Where'd it go? Yo, check me out. I ain't recognize Remy when I seen her in the nightclub. We got the industry addicted. We like drugs. I don't pop Chris style. Don Perignon. I don't drunk Alize. The Don's very calm. Don't wild out. Drunk Henny Roll. That's why I say. East Coast pop a bottle with y'all A lot of chicks be burning like drinking some vodka Try to tell me she a virgin like pina colada Casket creamed it up, be my wet Sean Donnan But none of that can fuck with a bottle of Remy Martin I don't smoke purple haze, smoke chocolate tie, smoke hydro All types of la la la, smoke straight skunk, blazed up, fuck past Duke But none of that can fuck with a pound of pat poof Niggas wanna clap me up, leave me holy I'm marijuana in the flesh, a lot of niggas wanna smoke me I I don't move good dope, move straight coke, shit so pure, look like it came off the boat. I don't move hard crack, it's a lot of DJs, but none of y'all can fuck with a kilo of K-Slave. My worker dropped my bomb, he ran from the cops, he dropped my whole bomb, talking every single rock. I told him don't worry about it, cause my single was hot. Flex dropping more bombs than the worker on the block. Rapology supreme, philosophies and themes. You could call me Mr. Nasarim a dream. Remy look good in person, just like she doing the magazines. So I'ma stay close to Miss Martin like Dr. King. Never used to like drop tops, but he think he flossing. So I'm about to have more drops than weak forces. He don't want to lean back. Slay, hand me the Taurus. Hit him in the back of his head and make him lean forward. Pat Poose, Pat Poose, Pat Poose. Pat wow. That is the most ghetto flirting. Ever, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he said, uh, what did he say about Martin, like rep Miss Martin, close like Dr. Martin, King? That, that, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Saif, you're a great guy. We did, we did it. We said it all. We've said it all. There's, that's all there is to be said. There's nothing left to do. We've talked about it all, all the beefs that were needed. We've gotten our complaints out. Sife needs to sleep. Please tell me you're not going out. No way. Okay, thank God. Because I didn't know no when way. you said earlier you only had an hour. I'm glad that's because oh, yeah. you wanted to go to sleep, not because you wanted to go out. I got to do a conference call right now, and then I'm going to. I got to shoot my show tomorrow. What show are you shooting tomorrow? Your new TV show? A new TV show. Oh. We started shooting. You're going to get me on an episode, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Can't wait. Um, all right, well, enjoy your sleep and enjoy your day of shooting. And... Um, Everyone, I, I I feel like with this episode, listen, if you're a patron and you want more on Patreon, I I feel like, Saif, we can't leave any of this off the free episode. Like, no, this you can't give us a couple of weeks with the case lay yeah. and this episode. We can't do it for Patreon. Everyone needs it, but we appreciate our patrons so much. And I promise next week, um, th- this coming week, maybe we'll, uh, We'll come through with some nice bonus content for yeah, all you on Patreon. Look, they, they fell off to 563. So like 50 people were, you know, did it again. You guys just come and th- th- I think it's the same 50 who come and go. <laughs> so we'll see you when you come when we come back. But to everyone else who still subscribes to Patreon, the 563 of you who we love thank more you. than everyone else. We yeah, appreciate thanks. you. Say hi to everyone on the discord and uh, Saif, go fuck yourself. Oh, shit.